Welcome to AZPM News Daily, a wrap-up of all the day's coverage from Arizona Public Media. I'm Steve Jess. In this edition, at long last, officials think they've found what happened to hundreds of missing pets, and it's not good. The state school's chief wants two activist groups exiled from school campuses and will pay a visit to some disused roads that one group wants to return to the wild. Humane Society of Southern Arizona board chair Robert Garcia says it now appears around 260 missing small pets, including rabbits, guinea pigs, hamsters, and rats, may have been used as food for reptiles. The organization transferred the animals in August to Colton Jones, a Maricopa County man who runs an unaccredited reptile business. The day after receiving these animals, Colton Jones sent a text message seeking assistance in processing a high volume of guinea pigs and rabbits for food. We know that Mr. Jones runs a reptile breeding company called The Fertile Turtle. A part of this business includes selling both live and frozen animals for reptile feed. The animals were originally brought to the Humane Society of Southern Arizona from the San Diego Humane Society. Garcia says the Humane Society in Tucson filed a police report on the incident and is considering legal action against both Colton Jones and its own former employees. Humane Society CEO Steve Farley was fired and Chief Programs Officer Christian Gonzalez resigned in connection with the incident. The trial of Eric Ridnor, who's charged with burning two 100-year-old churches in Douglas, is being delayed again. Federal Judge Scott Rash last month ordered a psychological evaluation to assess if Rednauer is competent to stand trial, but the suspect has not yet been assessed. At a status conference today, U.S. Attorney Adam Rossi told Judge Rash he'd not heard back from the psychiatrist who was to conduct the evaluation. Rash said he's unhappy both with the further delay and the lack of information about what caused it. State Superintendent of Public Instruction Tom Horn wants Arizona schools to keep Amnesty International and UNICEF off their campuses. This comes after the organization's distributed materials critical of Israel at a student club meeting. From KJZZ in Phoenix, Bridget Dowd reports. The materials were presented to about 60 students at Desert Mountain High School in Scottsdale last week. The pamphlets support Palestinians in Gaza and accuse Israel of human rights violations. Horn claims the presentation led to Jewish students feeling unsafe and that some of the materials included false information. I have no authority to tell the schools what to do on this, but I, I advise them to keep Amnesty International and UNICEF out of their literature and the clubs out of their schools. They generate anti-Semitism among impressionable young people. Adam Brooks is a parent of a Desert Mountain student. He says there was an effort by some students to stop or revise the presentation, but it was not successful. I do think that there was adult review, but the review was not accurate or thorough or detailed enough to prevent misinformation and propaganda from being shared. He says parents received letters about the incident, but he doesn't feel the response has been satisfactory and that there should be more accountability. Bridget Dowd, Phoenix. The Bureau of Land Management has ordered an immediate suspension of the Sun Zia transmission project across approximately 50 miles of Arizona land. We get more on the story from Katya Mendoza. 
The Sunzia Transmission Project looks to transport over 4,000 megawatts of primarily renewable energy from New Mexico to Arizona and California. The project, which was initially approved in May, comprises two planned transmission lines that span over 500 miles of state, federal, and private lands between central New Mexico and central Arizona. The pause of activities in Arizona came after the BLM received a letter from the Tohono O'odham Nation and San Carlos Apache tribe that raised concerns about the possibility of interference with traditional cultural property in the San Pedro Valley area. I'm Katia Mendoza, AZPM News. Voters in the Tucson Unified School District passed a bond for the first time in almost 20 years this week. Save Our Schools Arizona's Nikki Indikovich says that voter turnout was higher than typical for off-year bond elections, and that may have played a part. Tucson Unified appears to have, have turned out um, pretty well down there. The entire um, county actually turned out pretty high uh, for what, you know, an off-cycle year here uh, with not a lot of races on these ballots. The $480 million in bonds will go toward infrastructure improvements in the district. The last time TUSD asked voters to approve borrowing for a project was in 2017, when a $180 million proposal was rejected by voters. You can hear more about what happened in this week's edition of The Buzz tomorrow on NPR 89.1 or on our website, news.azpm.org. Students at the University of Arizona held a walkout this afternoon calling for freedom for Palestinians. Hannah Cree was there. U of A students, faculty, and community members chanted and carried signs calling for an end to what they say is a genocide of the Palestinian people. Protesters said the university is complicit through its investments in the military defense contractor Raytheon, now known as RTX, and its partnerships with Israel. We want to just be here to show the school, the president, that what his comments don't represent the majority of people here. The majority of people here are against apartheid and want to see Palestine liberated. The walkout was part of the nationwide Shut It Down for Palestine movement that held protests across the country. Since Hamas's initial October 7th attack, more than 10,000 Palestinians and 1,400 Israelis have reportedly been killed. I'm Hannah Cree, AZPM News. The Reed Park Zoo has had three birds test positive for avian influenza. Reed Park's Mayo King vulture, Phil, died in late October. A crested jay died recently after that. A scarlet ibis is currently being monitored in the zoo's hospital. Reed Park Zoo says there have been no other birds that have been affected at this time. Meanwhile, officials with the Arizona Sonora Desert Museum tell AZPM they've taken precautions but are not in danger, nor have their birds been exposed. Avian influenza is a deadly virus for birds. It spreads through fecal matter, saliva, and nasal discharges from wild birds. Avian influenza can also be passed through human paraphernalia. Health officials say the virus does not put humans in serious danger, though. Officials say both aviaries in the zoo are closed until further notice. The birds are continuing to be tested for signs of the virus and exposure. Yesterday we heard about federal efforts to build a new border road and environmentalists' hopes of stopping it. Today we turn to the Sky Island Alliance, which wants to rewild old roads near the Huachuca Mountains. 
A new project calls on volunteers to help survey 160 miles of decommissioned Forest Service roads to help prevent the spread of invasive species, erosion, and wildlife disturbance. Katya Mendoza has more. So we are currently driving down from Montezuma Pass and we're looking out across the San Rafael Valley and we're entering into a section of the Coronado National Forest where there's about 160 miles of roads that have been administratively decommissioned. But at this time, all those roads are still accessible for folks to, to drive on, even though legally they are closed to the public. That's Brian Lichtenhan. He's the stewardship specialist for the Sky Island Alliance. This is a really beautiful and important region uh, for wildlife. We're kind of seeing a transition here between oak woodland and the grasslands of the San Rafael Valley. It's a very diverse area. The area is one of the last remaining open corridors for wildlife movement between Sonora and Arizona. It's jaguar country. And that's Emily Burns. She's the program director for the Sky Island Alliance. In September, the environmental group launched a project in collaboration with the Forest Service and Borderlands Restoration Network to survey these road segments for future restoration. We're going to have volunteers out helping to do all the work. In this region, as part of this greater effort to improve this this valley and these mountains. The area is one of the few remaining places without border wall, and nearby, is the aftermath of the state's failed attempt to stack shipping containers into a makeshift border wall. A number of the decommissioned roads branch off of that main national forest system road along the border. Issues like erosion are becoming problematic, causing debris to get washed away with rain, filling up Mexican ranchers' stock tanks, and nearby creeks and even fragmenting the forest into even smaller pockets. See this big channel that's forming on the side of the road? Mm -hmm. That's because of all this extra runoff, all this extra water that would normally be absorbed by the grasslands and the trees is now just running across this open, bare earth. Part of why the organization is working towards rehabilitating old roads is to improve areas for wildlife, to give them more areas without human impact. Really, this project came from our, our desire to help this region recover, help help make this an even more beneficial landscape for wildlife. The organization has a well-established network of wildlife cameras across 30 miles of border to document these passageways. A small percentage of detections are humans, most of which are law enforcement, hunters, or bird watchers. Burns says she hopes the data will be able to convey more than wildlife crossings. We know which ones are crossing back and forth across the border. That no matter what, oh look, coyote. Hi, buddy. Like, what are we doing out here? We want our wildlife community data to really tell the world that this is an incredibly important place where we do not need and cannot have border wall in the future. Right now, there are no current federal plans to build border wall across the San Rafael Valley but there are law waivers in place, and it could be that in the future, uh, 
presidential administration decides to build border wall here. The rest of this year, volunteers will help document precise road conditions. Come the new year, scheduling for restoration begins. In the Huachuca Mountains, I'm Katia Mendoza, AZPM News. And that should catch you up on everything we've covered today at Arizona Public Media. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the AZPM News Daily wherever you get your podcasts. But don't expect another edition of this podcast until after the weekend. We're taking Veterans Day off tomorrow. I'm Steve Jess. Thanks for joining us.